Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Welcome, welcome, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Hypecast. Yeah, hey. The show we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. Ooh, and I'm David Bell. Yeah, you're, you're new Dave, Abe. Wait, I'm new Dave. I thought I was new Tom. You're Tom. This oh, is... I'm Tom. I'm taking Tom. You didn't need to do that. Did I? I, did I... I... Actually, you fucked me up because uh, I spent... Uh, so, last night... Thank you for asking me to be on. Uh, my real name's Thanks Dave Thanks for Epperson. being on. Thank uh, you, Abe. Yeah, so obviously, awkward. Uh, no Tom. Uh, Abe's in the room. He asked me to co- uh, co-host this. And so I did my due diligence. And I listened to every single Hypecast that there's ever been. Sure, yeah. And I, I, think, I, I think I can do a good Tom or Dave. Okay. So, I'm, well, what I, do you want to do? Well, I just, I don't want to let you down, Dave. I don't. Thank you. Um, I, You're not going to let me down. There's nothing you, I'm so proud of you. I worked, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. You're doing great. Uh, I just want to be the best co-host I can be. You're already the best co-host. It's it's great. Really? No, you're just saying that. No. No. All of right. Course, of course you are. You're wonderful. Right. Before this gets too emotional, we should yeah. get into it, right? All right, yeah, man, co-hosting away, getting us into producers. Hey, you're killing Jeez. it, Jeez, you're killing it. Oh, God damn. God. We're, oh, fuck. Fuck. We're doing so great. All right, um, let's go. All right, all right. Do you want to name the Dave producers? Do you want to name the Tom producers? Uh, I'll, t- I'll take the... I'll, you're Dave. You're Dave. This, uh, I'll take the okay. Tom. Okay. Uh, big thank you to Doc Garby. We all know and love Doc. Doc wanted to spell duck with a k Ooh, this yeah. time i don't know how that plays into how we pronounce it i like it it's uh, edgier it's got like edgy, a, yeah right futuristic vibes going i'm loving it it's Own great it. um you you still haven't given me uh, a reply so thank you to tarrant i'm not gonna say your last name if that's your last name i don't know what you want to be called uh, uh you know reply to my dms tarrant yeah but thank you open. thank you so much thank you to del griffith the shower curtain fella Hey, uh, great name. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to Lef. Nice and simple, Lef. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Bwah. Love it. Hey, you got it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Jake. 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 Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. God, he's killing it. Dave. God, yeah. Dunking it. I don't even have to look at like a, a, a like a little guide to know how to pronounce that now. It's just up it's here. Just, it's up it's in the old noggin. Locked in, dude. Locked in. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. 
Uh, always a pleasure. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Hey. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank seven you. Bees. Thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you. Mm. Thank you to Davey Francis for the revenge. Woo! Let's Great keep it film. going with the hype. I want to shout out to MVB. Yeah. This man knows what I'm talking about. Fantastic. Yeah. But let's not forget about Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you, Chester's Prophet. And let's not forget, definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Definitely not. Woo. Thank you. Good to know. Brian, who know who Tom knows, is it's also true. with us in producer yeah. form. Yeah. Bob Grenville. Thank hey. you, Bob. <laughs> the mysterious you a hearty a hey steven god steven love steven love him yeah yeah down home chicken Ba-cock. we got it we did it we did it haunt yumi the confused cyborg all right cool name asking seven you're on Thank the list you. i'm reading your name yeah. hey fuck you i'm happy ed that wasn't me saying True. that. That's a name. And also, can't be complete without Tom and Dave are good writers. Follow them at Collider and some more news. Tiger Drawers, the- Pratt Thompson. Raindrops Thank- keep falling on my head. Thank you. Those are two different names. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's whole awesome. thing. That's awesome. I was hoping that was one person and that, that was That was wonderful rule. that you sang it, by the way. That was awesome. Hey, I was supposed to sing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well Tom, sorry Tom about those know. two. Tom and Dave are good writers. Following them at uh, Collider and some more news is one person. And yeah, Tiger who is one yada, of yada, us? Yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But last but not least, Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you, Dan Hackroyd. God damn it. Great yes. job, Abe. Thank you. I'm so fucking hyped. I'm so hyped, dude. And this is yeah. a good week. Look at all these trailers we got. Yeah, look at all these trailers. We don't even have to talk about all these if we don't want to. Fuck. So, some I, of them are kind of dumb. Is it but weird if that you I have... do, though? I want to keep talking about them forever. All right. We'll talk about every single one. If you, uh, if you that's want. Starting with the trailer for Jackass Forever. Wow. Yeah. All right. What are our takeaways with this one? I Okay. Are you a fan of the, the Jackass? I'm not, not a fan. It was a part of culture growing up in America. If you were my age, uh, they were ubiquitous. You know, they were yeah. like co- constant. Uh, it was a part of that MTV culture, you know, MTV Cribs, TRL. Ooh. All my yeah, I kinda, late millennials know what I'm talking about. I kind of put them in the same slot as like Beavis and Butthead, where it's like, yeah, we all love them, right? Like, we right. all love Jackass. There's something... I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's, it's they know what uh, they are. That's all. Yeah, it is. and it's just funny. It's dumb it's and it's funny. Dumb. You know, I've never gotten. I've never been into. You know, like I don't know. I don't find it that funny when people are just injured. So some of their pranks, if we call them that, some of their you know performances, are a little. I kind of find them. I never like laughed at them, but there's some legitimately like hilarious stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. So they got there's a timing to some of their comedies that are really funny. One of the big things in this trailer is they shoot a 49 year old Johnny Knoxville out of a cannon, and just the way in which he is like poised, like in midair, is very funny. Like yeah. he knows how to be blasted out of a cannon. I don't think anyone else can beat this guy. That's Maybe that's sort of I haven't the, seen all of the people being blasted out of cannons. 
So I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. That that is sort of like what makes them so good is that they actually have comedic timing and knowledge. Like they right. they they do just stupid. Like there's a lot that's just a uh, like that's just somebody getting hurt. But they often like theme it in some way mm. or create a dumb kind of Rube Goldberg situation mm. with getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they understand that it can't just be somebody getting hurt. Um, other times they're just like, we're going to give ourselves paper cuts and it's going to be the worst thing you'll ever see. Right. Uh, that, and uh, there, there's a sequence where they strap a man to a chair and they pour salmon and honey all over him and they oh, let yeah. loose a bear. And that is legitimately terrifying. It's got to be oh, one yeah. of the biggest set pieces. It's- it's um I forget his name. He's the guy that I think they prank in every single like he gets the worst prank every single mm-hmm. time. I think the that he's the one who they convince is being um kidnapped by a cab driver in one <laughs> right, of them. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I do like uh, that and they they've kind of done this as they've kind of had more because they haven't had any recent installments, but they've kind of done this kind of stuff. And Steve-O has a social media presence. Uh, I like that they've incorporated, like, the next generation, so to speak. Because, obviously, yeah. these older dudes, uh, the the ones that they can do are more of, like, all right, let's plan for this, and I got to train for this. And, like, they're doing all right. the stunt work for it, and they can't keep up with the speed that they were 20 years ago. No. Uh, so they bring in young dudes, usually, to just, you know... Take it's like some of the off wrestling. the cuff ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, where like the older ones are still trying to do the things, but mm-hmm. it, you're kind of like you're scared for them on a different level, right? And um, there's also some there's there's a moment in this trailer that I think is actually insanely wholesome to me, and there's a wholesome aspect to Jackass, wouldn't you say? Like, yes, their relationships weird... to each other. There's a moment where Johnny Knoxville is like clearly doing like a uh, documentary style, like going across set, and sh- you know, like the, it just feels like that. It's like man on the street kind of camera, and he like turns to Stevo, and he's like. Uh, as long as we don't like knock out any of your beautiful teeth and he takes off his denture, you know, like, yeah. and it's like the, the, the amount of fun and the laugh and the glee that they share after that moment is just, you just have to go, these guys are friends. There's no way yeah. this, cause we know they're not the greatest actors in the world. Right. We know right. they're not pulling one over us. They l- legitimately like endearingly love each other i don't know johnny knoxville killing it in men in black too remember that i'm not saying he's a bad actor i'm just (laughs) saying like it's not like something that i think that he would bring to jackass right yeah he's gonna be himself um i don't know i i'm excited about it there's things that i am i'm also excited about it it's again it's always for me this level of dumb glee that i just can't help but it's like when a new doom comes out and it's like, look, we, this is what it is. We're just going to be shooting demons yeah. to metal music. And it's like, that's great. Yeah. You know uh, who you are. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they know exactly what they are. Uh, they have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, they, they've, I mean, it, it is like, yeah, there's going to be a bittersweet element, I think, to this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, one of them has since died. Uh, steve yes. like, recovered from addiction. They're all, like... You know, they've all been battered. They've all gone <laughs> through like they're all used yeah. up, dude. Yeah, uh, they've gone through like the celebrity ringer, right? Uh, and they're they're coming out the other side. It feels like 
because you know i i think they're not jackass isn't like relevant anymore but a lot mm. of like i've seen a lot of comedians sharing the trailer mm. and expressing how happy they are to yeah. see this you know it's something interesting to especially in comedy because we have reunions uh you know performative reunions of celebrities and old groups all the time in America, it's like a big deal for us, um, yeah. and the and comedy is tough because comedy from twenty years ago much different than comedy now. Right. Um, and I just wanted to point out, obviously, since comedy is one of the fastest altering, adaptive kind of like mechanics that we have in play in terms of like the performance arts. Um, in my opinion, it just moves so fast and like that, that was hilarious, you know, five years ago, not, not funny anymore. Yeah. Um, obviously they still have some of their old impulses. It's just in their DNA. It's who they are. Uh, don't never did love that. They kind of utilize the kind of, um, setup of like kind of circusry you know, like freak show aspect of how they kind of manipulate little people. Obviously, these people are friends. They have been for decades. Uh, so I don't think that there's any bad blood or, or sinister things going on. It's just one of those weird things that you have to kind of notice and like acknowledge the optics of. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Knoxville it's just was way more things. concerned. I know when he researches, like he'll, he'll literally sit down and research stunts to do. And I know when he would do that, he would watch a lot of like Looney Tunes and a lot right. of like Buster Keaton. And he was he was they're more pulling from that era where it's they like this been, style yeah. of comedy is timeless. Mm -hmm. So they're basically taking that and modernizing it. And yeah, there's the, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't researched it. So if there's something I'm missing here, but the, yeah, I don't think there's been a lot of exploitation. Like mm. even their pranks they do whenever they do like a on the street prank. They're, yeah. From what I can recall, it's always at the expense of their own agony. Exactly. If that makes sense. Exactly. Like they it's never, they never thing. hurt random people. It, like that's what always turned me off from Tom green is because right. he would harass he would, people. He would harass people. And it's not one size fits all. This is one yeah. size fits all because it's a closed system. All of the pain, all of the anguish, all of the things that go into the comedy are closed into the thing, the person that you're watching. There's no like grasping out of the screen, like Tom green or other man on the street stuff would do where it's like strangers and you know, like Borat and such. Right. The only That's person was like, um, Bam's father. <laughs> Which right. got really dark, but he, that guy was getting paid. So like, He's getting paid. you know, he by the movies were coming signs. out, he was participating in the stunts. Yeah, and it was like, okay, it's clear that this thing that like his his dumbass son would do to him, he had to like accept that this is how they're making their money, and like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's still yeah, it's still there's definitely a darkness in the jackass group. Yeah, in the stunts, it's real. Death on the they line. go too yeah they go too far a lot of times and there's i don't know it's it's fascinating and it's it's weird to talk about this way because i think for a lot of people it's just the stupidest thing that was on tv for Absolutely a while you know true can be two things at the same time yeah because it is the most well i not the stupid it's the most base but yeah 
just as the highest <laughs> the highest form of human can be equally base. It's just reminding us that we all are just like bodies and there's something kind of beautiful about that and always will be. Hey man, Shakespeare made par- fart jokes. We can shoot a guy right. out of a, a 49-year-old out of a cannon and still it can be considered to be art. I think this is fine. We cut humanity rules. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty great. Some of the time, um, we're very great. Yeah. No, all the, 100% of the time, <laughs> no no notes. Yeah, There's no never notes. been any problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, well, next trailer then. This is uh, <laughs> The Last Duel. The Last this is, Duel. Is this Ridley Scott? It is. And it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon reuniting for the first time since, I don't know, the Jay and Silent mm-hmm. Bob reboot that happened a few years ago? Correct. I don't know if they wrote it. I, I didn't research that heavily into it, but it feels like something that they may have like collaborated with. It's just yeah, weird I that think, they're both I in it, they wrote it after an entire career of being like, love you, bro. We grew up together, but we're, we're just doing two separate things, you know? And obviously there's dogma. Obviously there's times where they would like have the reunion tour, but they really do feel like the Beatles, right? Like right. small, tiny beetles. That's what I think of when I think of Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon, just because they really came in with Goodwill Hunting on the highest of the high. They were considered like your career you can do anything with. If you want to be like an artist, do you want to be like a leading man and become and they both did kind of both. And, you know, it's just but they had separate careers and they never really kind of crossed paths in like. Hey, let's get it. Let's get a, you know, tag team going again. This really right. does feel like, oh, it's a serious nod. This does look like it's trying to do some like it's an epic, but it's also trying to be like dramatic. Uh, Jodie Comer, Adam, Adam Driver are also in this. So it's got like star power. Ridley Scott's in top helming the camera like this is we're talking like this is not a small project. And here no. they are in blonde f- wigs and it's so beards. weird that all of this talent amounts to the internet being like look at these dipshits and it's kind of true though yeah it looks weird because look ben it matt, looks really weird ben and matt like love most of your work matt really love that you you know you're really into water and the environment there's so many things yeah. about your guys' careers that we have that we're thankful for it's not that you look dumb. I mean, it is, but you have to see it from our position. We're not you. We don't think about you all the time, but we think about you more than we should because that's how yeah. celebrity works. And it's weird when we see someone take a serious stab at something and they have like the clear, we, we know how you look. We know how you look. So yeah. it's weird. I don't know why it is. I know that that sounds silly coming from there's, like, we're actors, dude. <laughs> you know? There's but a couple still. problems. There's a few elements to it is I think both Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they look modern. They just have modern face. Adam Driver, on the other hand, doesn't. Um, a lot of these people. Right, that's but true. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck just look, they look like a modern parody. Face. They look like yeah. an SNL sketch. Yeah, there's, they they look like Ben Affleck yeah. and Matt Damon in wigs. I've never and so there's something silly about that uh, that they just can't avoid. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I've heard of modern face, and I know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you like what the definition of it is. I just knows I, it when I sees it. 
Yeah, exactly. I want to note, by the way, that this was written by Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and then a woman named uh, Nicole Holof Center. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just feel for this lady. <laughs> I don't know anything about the behind the scenes. All I know is that <laughs> she was in a room with Matt Damon that and is Ben not Affleck true, trying and you know to hammer out this. But that is the preferred imagining of those events is that they're all uh, yeah. around the laptop and they're saying do this do this and they're yeah, like yeah, pacing yeah. around and ben affleck's got like Sitting a bat he's together. got like a baseball bat and he's wringing his hands and he's like really pondering <laughs> every line and matt damon probably has a pipe yep she has written a lot she wrote can you ever forgive me she wrote mm. enough said she wrote a bunch of fairly indie films um in fairness so has uh, like matt damon and ben affleck they've both written things too um i know this is not true just less things because the time doesn't really work out but it's so long and like time we have been in a cave for so long that it really does feel like they announced (laughs) the green knight right right and then they quickly made a huge blockbuster movie in the time that the publicity photos of that first film came out like it really does feel like a reaction right i, I what, don't know this movie i don't know I think they're very different movies they this are, is about apparently the last duel but there's historically like an, that happened. there's an indie vibe to it you know it's like seems smaller and humbler it doesn't yeah. feel like like there are battles and such and that'll show show its budget but it really looks like let's really get in these castles like get these actors next to a fire and talking you know, like it has that right. indie aspect to it. I'm guessing there's a lot, you know, it's that thing where like, I don't know, Game of Thrones happens and then a bunch of things are greenlit. You're probably like right. That, You're you know? probably right. I mean, yeah. time, that's just not Hollywood movies take years, not one year. Yeah. Uh, and if this is a Ridley Scott project, that means he wanted been... his hands into the pre-production. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Um, no, I know it's completely off but topic, i know how but, it feels i know what you mean yeah it's this just, came out of fucking nowhere i did know about it i had heard there had been stories here and there like oh my god this movie is happening you know mm-hmm. they kept they framed it as like ben affleck and matt damon are writing a mm-hmm. movie again uh and then you'd learn like oh yeah it's also ridley scott so also they're starring in it and then it just sort of i had forgotten about it and then it just fucking yeah. jumped out at me right right uh i want to say and this is gonna be a little painful uh ridley scott has worked in this uh genre and you know like era before and he did it with robin hood with russell crow uh which by the way was 11 years ago <laughs> that robin hood remake was 11 years ago i don't think that every now and then you get one little fact that dates it it just feels like it's more it just feels like yeah. it's more for some reason. The number and the recency just don't don't match up. I have a confession. I did not hate the Robin Hood 2010 Ridley Scott version. Ooh, it, I have a confession. I not. didn't see it. Okay, then never yeah. mind. I, it's not good, but like Russell Crowe and Kate Blanchett, I could watch them forever, kind of thing. Yeah. doing their thing, doing the thing that they're doing. I'm not saying I would watch Russell Crowe forever. I mean, yeah. maybe as like a weird experiment, but like, not, like I would watch their chemistry on screen for that. Oh yeah, uh, for that. Film. I, in general, I like to some extent everything Ridley Scott does. Um, yeah, I I think he has good ideas, and I think it it's not necessarily a good idea for business. Like when like Prometheus, 
I enjoyed Prometheus. Mm-hmm. If I had watched that film and like got to, and Ridley Scott got to ask me like, so what do you think? Should we put this out as an alien movie? I'd be like, oh God, no. But it's great because yeah. like no one wants to see this. But the world no one is wants so to see dense. Prometheus. He's so particular. But, but it was yeah. Um, he has weird ideas sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. cool. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Robin. Yeah, I guess I'll have to see Robin Hood. It's uh, to the 2010 one. I mean, it's like it's like Battleship for me. It's like I've I love movies uh, so yeah. much that sometimes even with these clear cash grabs or like obvious, right. You know, films. You know, I find something to love because what else is there in life, man? Let's just be happy. Yeah. Enjoy a Robin you know Hood. Remember, you know what's the weirdest thing about Ridley Scott? What? That he directed Matchstick Men. Mm-hmm. I always forget that. Yeah. That doesn't feel like a Ridley Scott Matchstick Men and Gladiator are surprisingly close to each other in time, too. Yeah. I also like both of them, but like... He's all over the place, man. He is all over the fucking place. I mean, he's not Soderbergh-esque in any of his approach to filmmaking, but he's Soderbergh-esque in his interests in, like, why to make a film. I'm going to just do this. Why? I don't know. I haven't done it before. Uh, yeah. That seems to be his M.O. most of the time. Not he's seen not, much he's in not this. He's not a Richard Donner. No. But he's, he's, clo- he's close in that... Like, he's more, he's more of, like... He has he has a clear style, I would say. He's less mm. of a chameleon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But he I is. don't know. <clears throat> I'm yeah. sure this movie will be at least okay. I'm sure it'll be over two hours. Um, oh yeah. It's God. Probably, it's I mean think it's Ridley, baby. <laughs> so this this yeah. thing's better be two hours and two and a half hours or riot. This might be a movie. This is probably going to be a movie that uh, I just forget to see. Yeah. Too. Probably me too. And then I'm going to watch it one night when it comes on to streaming and I'm going to be like, fuck yeah. I'm going to pour a glass of wine and put on The Last Duel. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't talk about the story. We didn't talk about the story or like clearly like what they're doing. Like it's who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Let's just we're high. Look at that hair. Look at that hair. I'm just looking at Adam Driver right now. Yeah, and he's just fuming at someone. He's just angry, man. I'm like Adam. I'm angry, Adam Driver. He's he's on a fucking rampage. Yeah, he is. It's, It's basically everybody wants him, and he's given himself to everybody he's like he's, a he's like a brian cox it. type yeah where he's like i'm gonna do 30 films a year yeah do you want me yeah. to eat up the scene or do you want me to be like a you know side player and they're like eat right. it up baby and he's like you got it i feel yep. like he's i feel like him and brian cox is a perfect reference franchise players franchise yeah. players that's what they're they're there for whatever everyone else is into they have no right i feel like i don't know anything about Adam Driver's personal life, and I don't think I ever will, which is obviously ignorance. Maybe he's up to some weird shit. I don't know. But I feel like he's just kind of like an acting robot. He does yeah. an excellent job, gets the fuck out of there, enjoys his life. That's yeah, a producers like, unwrap the Adam Driver. We need him for this movie. <laughs> and they open a box and they unwrap yeah. him. And he goes, and they're like, are we sure we need him? He's fucking weird. And yeah. they're like, trust me. Trust me. We need him. Yeah. So. 
lube him up because uh, he's, 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 he's been, he has, he's, he's dry. He's skin, very dry. His skin hasn't touched air for about 10 months. <laughs> so you gotta like hydrate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, let's put it, let's get him into the rehearsal space. Yeah. He's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and I don't know I much wanna... about Jodie Comer. She's the lead. Um, she seems like she's doing a good job. Yeah, it's basically a medieval he said, she said. That's yeah. the whole idea, right? And She's like, uh, 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 he, she's like I, I thought Adam Driver is the bad guy. But yeah, it's, I think yeah, so. It's Adam Driver versus Matt Damon, and then Ben Affleck is just there to watch and jerk off or whatever. Yeah. But he's probably. just like, she. He, yeah, Matt Damon's like, he he attacked, he assaulted my wife, and Adam Driver's Out like, of no, honor, yeah. and then they fight, and she's, I'm, I, oh yeah, that's one thing I'll say about the actual trailer, and hopefully movie, it seems like it's focused on her, yeah. like, even though there's a lot of big name actors, it seems to be about her being like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, they, she has a line <laughs> where she specifically says, like, you're gonna get me killed because of yeah. how our bullshit male-oriented society is going to discard me the second that you're dead and you're gonna die because you're old and Adam Driver can kill you because you have this thing called pride that means that you have to go fight for my honor, you piece of shit. You're killing me. Yeah. Um, I hope that the trailer isn't them course correcting because, like, I oh think God. that did come up. People talking about like, oh, that the this what a stupid plot. I, I'm I'm hoping they always knew like yeah it should be about her. I hope it ends with dudes. like Jody Comer like choking out Adam Driver yeah. in like some ca- like castle yeah. like closet. I hope just right, choking she, him she, out like you fucking. She chokes die. him out. She walks outside and there's just a nice car and she yeah. gets in the modern car and yeah. drives the fuck drives off. off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Fucking nailed this one. We are killing it, dude. Yeah, we're killing it. Knocking down these trailers. Let's let's talk about the next one. We got a lot to go through. Uh, This is the trailer for Sweet Girl. Oh, man. I don't know if I need to talk about this one a lot. Yeah. I I have one thing to say. Is Jason Momoa, if he wants to be like a Schwarzenegger type, because I assume that's what he's doing. This is like action thriller of like the... The, the pharmaceutical company like killed somebody, his wife, and he's on a rampage. Um, right. That's all well and good. Give You know what? Give this script to Liam Neeson, Jason Momoa. Yes. Go do something stupider. Go do a fun, stupid do thing. Do something fun. That's, yeah. that's the thing that he keeps whiffing on. He had that yeah. Apple Plus show called C. He was in a um, TV show called Brave right brave something it's it's cool that he likes i i feel like he has the same problem as um uh batista where he's like i really want to be in serious stuff and it's like that's great you have muscles though you have to do muscle things <laughs> like yeah i mean it's just like yeah i mean it's unfortunate it really is and i totally feel for uh the typecasting of this kind of thing but right. there's also a, like i don't know it, they, who are we to say how these people should lead their careers but if you really want like if maybe they maybe they just want to be in these movies because they really these are the projects they're interested in it's just none of these projects seem very exciting to me and yeah. so with actors of these caliber i'm like you have a golden ticket 
you you should be able to put your finger on the pulse of what like the audience on balance right. is really interested in out of you and be able to deliver that just because and like excel at it because we know you have the chops we're rooting for you but you keep choosing these like movies that i'm like oh okay so it, it like has a it's an action movie with like a point but like how good is that gonna be is that ever going to right. go up against like spotlight or something like that where they really dig into the material like is it really ever going to do that you know no right. it, well no it's like it's like a movie like chain reaction where it's an mm-hmm. action movie but they need like a MacGuffin, and so they made it like, oh, it's it's fusion power and the energy companies. Yeah, we need, you know yeah. where they add like, oh, it's a modern scandal, and it's like, why? And is that's it what in, it feels like. Why They're is like, it oh, pharmaceutical companies in chain sure. reaction though that it's a uh, like nuclear power or fusion power because it looks cool. When you're fighting yeah. around it, it's got all this blue shit and there's water bubbling and it, like the bomb right. is like high stakes. This is like, I just got to save my kid um, is how it feels like. And then he's going to go to town on him, which looks awesome. But like you're also fighting at the end of the day, mercenaries that are hired by a pharmaceutical company. I don't know why, because I know mercenaries, the whole idea behind them is they take money from whomever. But if it's like if they're mercenaries that take money from like, I don't know, a, a mafioso boss, that just seems like they're cooler goons than if they're taking money from Pfizer. Like it just right. feels that way. Well, I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but one of the writers mm-hmm. uh, wrote Event Horizon. Loving it. And the other writer wrote the book of Henry. Well, so, you know, that's, <laughs> I feel gonna, like there's a mix here and I'm seeing yeah. it. I'm starting to see it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm going to, this is going to completely pass me by, right? This one's going to pass me by pretty quickly. Yeah. And again, yeah, Jason Momoa, like he should look, yes, you're right. People can do whatever they want with their career. I'm not in charge, but like he should look at like, Hey, What's the most successful thing I've been in? Yeah. Oh, Aquaman? Um, maybe I should do more crazy, weird shit, you know? We'd love it. Uh, We'd love it, yeah. Jason. We'd love it. Yeah. I know you're listening. Um, and I've been a fan move- of you since Ronan Dex, baby. So don't mm. act like I don't know what I'm talking about, Jason. I do, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's the other thing about this trailer. And I always have to talk about just trailers in generally. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part is I, this might be my favorite trailer in the bunch. Why? Because they do the thing that they all do, which is they do uh, sweet child of mine. And it starts they as sure that do. discordant, usually female voice, high reverb, you know, eh, sweet child of mine. You know, it's like that kind yeah, of yeah. tone. Right. And then they do the best thing ever. Which is that they, in the face of that trope, we're now getting to the postmodernism of that cultural moment in trailers where they just decide, fuck it, let's just play Sweet Child of Mine. Yes. And they do. They don't even they don't even care about their cover. It just becomes Sweet Child of Mine. Like someone right. halfway through was like, this is cool and all. But you know what's cooler? Just that fucking Sweet Child of Mine, baby. Guns it also felt, it felt so unfocused because the movie's called Sweet Girl. And when the title comes yeah. up, I was like, oh, should be a sweet, sweet child. child. <laughs> yeah. What are, I don't know why on here? That's, it doesn't <laughs> seem important, but it, you yeah. seem like you really have a high amount of importance. You repeat it like 80 times yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the 
This next trailer for Flea. Not not the the was he a guitarist? What does Flea do? <laughs> Flea is a bassist. Uh, but sure. it's not that type of flea. That's spelled with an A. Yeah. This is a documentary. Mm-hmm. Flea as in escape. Um, this mm-hmm. looks intense. It does. I'm here for it. This looks awesome. Oh, yeah. This uh, is like solid 100% on Rotten Tomatoes Yeah, right this now. is going to kill it. Uh, um, I can already tell. Yeah, I don't I don't really have much to say about this except people should watch it. It's, it's about a guy who, as a kid, was... A victim of human trafficking i believe mm, in and has this whole really dark backstory that he hasn't told the people in his life now it's completely animated because it's him telling the story mm. and they clearly didn't film it um yeah. it's an afghan refugee if you've seen um waltz with bashir it is it looks exactly like that not only just in its um artistic you know approach to like the animation but uh because it's like or like Scanner Darkly, I guess. It's like very realistic, like facial expressions. The animation is very good, but it's yeah. done for just like moments of someone sitting and talking to camera, like as an interview. And it seems similar. Uh, the only other reason I mentioned that is because the backgrounds and everything looks similar. Because if you've seen Walt uh, uh, with Bashir, it's it's got this like Eastern European and Middle Eastern kind of like locations so it really feels like uh like a symbolic uh re-entry of that kind of thing even though they're right. completely different things talk, talking about different politics um but it is a political film and it looks like it's semi-documentary yeah yeah so check it out i think so uh, i think i'm excited right. about this one it's sun, it's entry is sundance so that tells yeah. you another thing is when you premiere was- at sundance I was, this was like my contender for movies that deserve more hype, but this is getting a lot of hype. So I was like, well, yeah, it's also Sunday. I'll just, I'll stick it in here. And then, yeah. Um, Well, you want to move on to Naked Singularity? You know, nothing would make me happier and more hype. I, all right, this is not a trailer people have seen. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope this is a really good movie. I'm not sure it is. I'm not but sure. It's got Tim Blake Nelson. It's got uh, Bill Skarsgård, and it's got John Boyega mm-hmm. and Olivia Cook. Uh, and John Boy- Boyega, like, <sighs> he looks I just like want to see a, him in more, like and a, more stuff. It looks like a major entry in his. Like, all right, this is my. Like, I, I haven't seen a lot of. I am, this movie surrounds me. I am the protagonist and I am the biggest, uh, you know, kind of actor in the whole thing. Like I am doing, yeah. I am not only the protagonist, but I'm doing a big offer. It, it almost seems like, um, like a Oscar kind of attempt. Um, Maybe. But it doesn't look like, it. I mean, it does and it doesn't. It definitely looks more modern. Yeah, the poster uh, makes it look more like a crazy crime movie. Right. Because it's about a public defender who g- gets involved with a heist with like with like the, the Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård acting like a, like a right. weird lunatic. Um, the poster makes it look really fun. Um, it's really hard to figure out the tone of this. It's really hard. Uh, yeah, it's directed by the writer of It, the remake. Um they also wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. They haven't really done much. They haven't done enough to make you go, oh, that's the kind of movie it's going to be, you know? Right. Yeah. I think it's try by design, it's kind of splitting. So, like, just so you guys know what we're talking about, it start- the trailer starts very much so with a 
what you'd expect out of a like a lawyer trying to fight the system, arguing with judges, courtroom drama. There's a shot in this trailer of him on a rooftop with a fucking katana. So it's like, okay, so is this like right. time to kill or is this like ghost dog way of the samurai? Like, what are we doing here? Like, it feels very different uh, polarizing uh, images, I guess, based yeah. off the trailer. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I kind of want to watch it for this reason. Yeah, me too. John Boyega, by the way. I don't. Sweet Girl doesn't seem like a good movie in general, but that seems like a, something John Boyega could be in. I think of John Boyega <laughs> the way I think of like Harrison Ford, right. which is like you kind of just have to be yourself, and I'm gonna love you in the movie. Yeah, that's like, kind of true. Uh, like, there's certain actors that come along, and it's like he's not like Jack Nicholson, but it's the same thing. No, no, no. It's I know like, you're just be about. you. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's definitely got leading man energy, but let's not forget that his first installment was attack block and he played Mo, uh, Moses. Moses. Yeah. So and like, it's not, it's not a, like him. And he would like, granted he was younger at the time and he was playing a kid, you know, younger than he actually was. But that was like a, you know, kind of like low class, kind of Cockney esque, like, kind right. of um south london kind of deal i believe and it and it it was a big it was a big all the choices made by all the actors were very large oh yeah and this is he a large act. yeah and his his um his performance of this is huge uh it actually maybe it's just because uh the lawyer thing but there is a denzel washington movie i cannot recall the name of that they has a, they have very similar performances because it's almost like on the spectrum in terms of how like we show on the spectrum in hollywood which i know is very flawed but it's uh it's he's he doesn't take a lot of time to breathe he's very fast paced he's kind of like stream of consciousness the way he's delivering his lines uh and because of that breakneck pace it reminds me a lot of previous performances of other like lawyers <laughs> i don't know right i can't remember the name of that movie that's gonna kill me um but anyway uh yeah he's he definitely is going for something here and yeah after just seeing him from like star wars and stuff where it's just like yeah you just get in there and just do your you just be you uh it, it is sh a little shocking I don't yeah, know, shocking it, I don't know. The, yeah, overall, like, th this is a trailer where I'm like, the trailer isn't telling me something, and I need to know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, where, like there's clearly more to this movie, or at least it feels that way, because mm. it feels like a trailer where they're not entirely sure how to advertise it. Yes, I get that yeah. vibe, too, which makes me want to yeah. see the movie, because it means it's going to be a unique experience, and we need more of those in 2021. Exactly. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to another unique experience? Nope. Let's do it, baby. You're killing it. You're killing yeah, it. Yeah, you're killing it. Thanks. Oh my God. We're both killing God it. God damn. Demonic? Um, demonic? Demonic. This is, um, this is, who's, who's doing this? Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is, we, we, we covered this trailer before and it was just a teaser. So we didn't know what the fuck it was. Uh -huh. This, this actually explains that it's basically the movie the cell like yes. it could have been a sequel to the cell mm -hmm. it's about a woman whose mother is in a coma mm -hmm. and she the cells into her uh and it, then the twist is she's demonically possessed yeah so when she the cells into her there's like demons which 
I would argue as silly as the movie The Cell is, it is the more elegant version. It's more where it's just a serial killer. It's also based off it's highly based off filmic metaphor. So there's a lot of um like displays of like um unreliable narrator and like you see images that are more like for lack of a better word, like poetically involved. Um that's how the cell kind of operates. This it just looks like she's in like The Sims for most yeah. of it. It's like a very literal like we are digitizing your your brain waves and you're connecting somehow through this machine. Uh kind of like source code if you remember that Duncan Jones film. Yeah, it's weird that it looks like this. Cuz yeah, the yeah, cell it, just the cell just did like you're in a fantasy world. Exactly. You're in a dream world. Um there's something about CGI in horror mm-hmm. that really doesn't go together a lot of the times. Not all of the times. Just well, a lot of the times. When you see the so, clips of like the monsters, they're they not look pretty in, practical. They look practical. And not only that, there's like a filter on everything. Twice I'm bringing up Scanner Darkly. It reminds me of that. Uh, that they like put a filter. It's got like, I don't know. You just have to watch the trailer. It has a unique look about it. Um it looks like it looks like a scanner darkly or waking life. Almost. Right, it's it's uncanny it valley photography as opposed to yeah. like uncanny valley like facial expression because uh, the faces in the animation look pretty good. It looks like it looks they, like it's just a they a just filter. put a filter over it and they put yeah. different filters and like there's floaty little like dust motes and stuff. But there's also in the trailer we're getting it cut to footage of monsters from the movie that are in like the more crisp real world or like the more like reality based uh, lens. And so that makes me think that the whole movie is going to be about uh, the lot, the loss of her own reality. Like she's starting to see like, Oh, I'm seeing monsters in the real world when I'm I'm outside of the machine. So I think that it's a, very much on the table that this whole movie is going to be from the jump uh, a total recall um in oh, that yeah, the ending is like, like you were in the machine the whole time uh well I, Neil Blomkamp, i'm just going with it he, yeah. yeah he likes dealing with like heady sci-fi shit not not that heady i guess that's but he I, likes mm-hmm. the thing i the oh the thing i like about him is that he does things that i hadn't really seen before um he's somewhat creative like not not amazingly creative you know not like oh my god this is the most original thing ever right it's just he does try to make things look not like something that we've seen absolutely um and i have this comment about the next trailer when we get to it Mm -hmm. but like there's this weird thing with horror where it's like really we can't think of anything else but ghosts and demons (laughs) like you can't Mm -hmm. make a horror movie about like something cool and that's mostly a issue with mainstream horror there's some definitely some indie horror that's like um the ritual the villain in the ritual Mm. is one of the coolest things i've seen uh there's some cool shit but even even in indie a lot of the times it comes down to demon or ghost uh and this is no different but at least it's like through an interesting lens i guess yeah i don't think it will actually be like a total recall i think you're right i think it's gonna keep its head uh you know yeah but But it's gonna stay on earth but like it's it's very strange that it does choose to like reality bending is not something that uh blumkamp has 
really yeah. done before. He's done because he's District Nine and um, what Elysium, else? Elysium, Chappie, Chappie. So he, yeah, you're right. He does like doing like whatever's the hotbed topic, you know, or you know, like what's happening in in films right now. He's always taken that and said, like, let's go one step further. But he's never done, like, a meta-narrative. Um, so it probably is just going to be, like, they beat the demon. Yeah. Um, I, I predict this will be much like The Cell. Like, one of those movies that will just be kind of a fun rewatch every now and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to scare me. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I just think it might be a fun... Like, if you're a horror movie junkie, I can see this being a delightful addition, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, no. speaking of no horror, uh, Malignant. On the other side of the spectrum, we got James Wan on. Yeah, and on this, this is where I had this issue because James Wan is a great. He's really good at directing horror. Um. Well, mm-hmm. he he's he's good. He's not the best. He's, he's not my favorite. At he's least. best at producing horror i would say uh yes but he is actually a very he's very talented as a director i think he's very transparent and he knows to be transparent um and by transparent uh in filmmaking terms i mean like he's just not he's not going to be loud with his filmmaking where it's like you're constantly going like look at the shot the shot is crazy uh he's right. very like conventional all right i'm going to use my backgrounds and my foregrounds and my like lighting to scare you because i'm going to draw your eye somewhere and then surprise you with something else and he's very good at that he understands that yeah. very much so and it's here's be what kind of like here's what kind of bothers me um, the the tagline of this that they're pushing is a new vision of terror. Yeah, I hate and when they that's do that where shit. I'm like, really though? <laughs> yeah, because uh, he makes he makes like modern day versions of basically your just baseline horror, like your let's go on a date horror movies. Right. Yeah. Um, and he makes them very well, but he's not. <laughs> He's not a pioneer. At least he hasn't no. done anything that has made me go, wow, I've never seen anything like that. This is about a fucking demon again. There's no film or something that has ever lived up to the hype of a new vision. <laughs> yeah. Not even Kubrick. Not even like, yeah, for sure. When you bring string it all together. Very good. And could be there, seminal in its genre. Screen, yeah, I would argue there example. are. Yeah, there are movies that set like you know the Matrix, but, um, where it's like we haven't really even the Matrix vision, is derivative though. though of it's like this is going to change everything. Maybe it will right. for a few years, but then something else will. It's yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little harsh on it, uh, but we haven't seen it, and nothing in the trailer makes me go like I've never seen a, a thing like that before. We've gotten so postmodern, man. There's nothing that. Maybe it's just getting old naturally, because I'm sure younger folk are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This looks fine to me. But it's just like we're gotten to the level of postmodernism, especially things like horror and sci-fi and like high concept stuff, where it's like we've done the meta narrative so often that it's like we've broken it. And then we've regurgitated the brokenness back at the public so many times that the only new things under the sun seem to be just like. But, like, mash up the uh, genres a little bit. Like, what if it was, like, a horror, but also, like, I don't know, like, it was, like, a Disney princess movie or something like that. And you're like, well, I haven't seen that before. And it's like, that's a new vision. And it's like, nah, I don't, I don't, no one's making those. That's the, 
that's the thing is like we've gotten to a point where we've seen everything and someone like james wan has grew up seeing everything right exactly and so it's so weird that the new vision of horror is a movie about a woman being scared a bunch yeah <laughs> by a demon Someone that looks like possessed. it belongs in any other movie like it's that thing of like there's been like six movies that came out this year horror movies where if you mash together the trailers i wouldn't be able to tell mm-hmm. it'd be like oh yeah these all look like they're from they're all darkly lit they all involve a scared young woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all involve like a door opening and like fingers coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like it's so. Like I, I, I don't know. I I've said this before. I'll say it again. The movie caveat is available on Shutter. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not extremely original, but it's nice to see something done. Uh, that that like scares done in the moment scares done that I hadn't seen before. Um, yeah. Cause that's what I meant with the new vision. Con- like there's no crazy new way to scare people. I don't think like, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't out. though. Yeah. I mean, I obviously we can have a circumstance that's like, that feels fresh. I'm just saying that there's, there's no, you're not rewriting humanity. There's only like surprise right. and suspense and you know, fear. There's but it's, a- yeah. It's weird that like, okay, you're going to make a movie full of jump scares, right? And it's going to be darkly lit. Um, why not make the villain something that we just haven't seen before? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not I'll make do. the vi- You know, like, that's what's weird to me, is that it's like in the writing process where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's a it's a demon and she has visions or whatever. And there's like a lot of CGI in this. Um, and everything just look, kind of looks samey. And it's like, I don't know, why make... Why not make it like, I don't know, a, an evil bear? <laughs> yeah, like you have to, you admit, know, like though, do do whatever, I mean, you know, you're, like you're preaching to the choir. You have to admit, that yeah. you and I in this conversation, we're we're a bunch of sour pusses. We're both screenwriters, and we typically write something that we haven't seen before. In fact, most of yeah. my notes I get back is write something more conventional. And I'm like, no, cause I am an artist, <laughs> you know, like, and well, but so here's the thing we're going to have a stick can, up our ass about this shit. You could write a conventional thing. Um, or you can write, you can of course. write a conventional thing with unconventional elements. That's great writing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean is like this trailer. I'm like, can you at least make the thing look different? Yeah. Can you make the rules different? Can like, you do one have... thing uniquely? Yeah, and there are movies that do that today. Again, um, The Ritual is a movie that's just a monster in the woods movie. Mm-hmm. Then when you see the monster, you're like, fuck, I haven't seen anything like that before. That mm-hmm. thing's insane. You know, it's like, just, you know, try. Just try. Right. Uh, and obviously, as the caveat goes, we haven't seen it. Maybe it does all oh, these yeah. things. We're just like, here's the state of the union as we see it, I think. I'm part of the problem because I'll see any old trash. Mm-hmm. If it's a horror yeah. movie, we'll I'm going to see, see demonic and malignant. Day one. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Speaking of things like I'm old, gonna I'm going to go to old the first weekend old comes out. In yeah, fact, you are. Oh, wait, this is, this is coming out on Friday, right? It is. Happy old day. Happy old day, everyone. I'm going to see it this weekend, which means... May you- age i'm gonna do it and they're gonna learn what lesson is that teaching hollywood that old works more old Uh, here's okay here's what i'm gonna say having not seen old um 
it is kind of the one thing I respect M. Night Shyamalan for. Mm -hmm. He takes some fucking swings. Hell yeah. And you know what? I will always reward that. Always. I will always reward someone who's like, I don't know, here's something you haven't seen before. And it's like, you're right, M. Night. Mm -hmm. This is, for better or for worse, something I haven't seen before. Mark Wahlberg running away from wind. Sure, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's your power, I guess. Yeah. So, Malignant... Um, you know, nothing in the trailer is definitely making it seem like generic horror. It's got a good direct in the hands of a it's capable got a great director. director. Yeah. Uh, but I'm expect out of what I've expected out of this James Wan's career and what we're seeing on screen in the trailer, I expect you're going to get another thing that looks like insidious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shit, I'm definitely going to see, um, this next trailer is for a Peacock show. Dan Brown's mm. The Lost Symbol. Dave, can we watch this like yes. together? At least like the first few episodes or something? Yes. I want to just experience it with you. This is right up our alley. You know, you and I love dad shit. We love dad yes. shit. Uh, we, we've bonded over this for years now. Uh, this is re- I want to watch this. I fucking hate Dan Brown shit. Yes. And I, I always can't. come back like a... F- like a fucking loser i come back every time i can't wait i can't wait for this horse shit they got young Ugh. dan brown played by some guy don't know who he is he's actually gives great a shit. i like this guy a lot uh it's weird he he was also in he I looks like he ryan from the office uh the reason i know him is he's he was in a uh amc show that no one knew. I want to say AMC. AMC show that no one knew about. It only ran like two or three seasons and it was forgotten, but it's one of the better shows on television, especially the first season, Manhattan. It's about the Los Alamos atomic bomb project. Okay. He plays one of the scientists and he's very good. Um, um, so, yeah. Just to speak of how generic he is, I just watched all of the Fear Streets. Uh, and then and ran, you now recognize. I'm looking at his credits. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that is the guy from Yeah, Fear he's the sheriff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he he kind of sneaks by. Uh, he's playing Robert Langdon, uh, same yeah. character that Tom Hanks played. So it's like, as we know, they, they're trying to do a Clancy thing. They're trying to do a Jack Ryan. They're trying to do, you know, like uh, what other type, uh, what other archetypes are there that do, do this? Do you think... What do you think? One what? season for this? I think so. One and done, probably. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be there the whole time. Yeah, it's on the right channel, Peacock, the yeah. the, the the channel for the old. It's, it's uh, absolutely right. It's the perfect channel for it. Yeah. I, oh know, wait, no, I'm actually thinking of Paramount Plus, but Peacock also. Peacock works. also, although because Peacock does do like a very old thing, but they're trying to stay with the times. Did you see any of their Brave New World? No. Uh, with Spider-Man, what's-his-face? Um, so yeah, yeah, Spider-Man, uh, what's-his-face, classic <laughs> actor. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was very generic, visually amazing, and like the yeah. scenes they did as good as they could because they were like building a world that is so large that I'm like, buddy, you're never going to get there. Like, TV show, right. you are going to try to make this huge world and you're never nothing's gonna pay off because you're gonna get canceled even after like three seasons you couldn't wrap this shit up oh yeah and dan brown's all about mystery so you know every episode is gonna be like what's this mean 
Yeah. We're mystery never and booby traps. That's my favorite thing about Dan Brown mm-hmm. is it's like mystery and like occult killings. Like what a dumb world mm. he's created where like, like where this asshole, this symbologist is like the Indiana Fuck. Jones. It's going to be so, so good. Perfect. There's going to be they're a, like, no one else Dave, can solve this murder. Are you ready to be put down? The threat of leading to a global conspiracy, probably run by the church or yep, a that, church, that is one never of many solved that keeps, because yeah. it's going to get canceled. And we're not going to know how yes. or why they're involved. We're just going to see can't. like a monk who's like doing some weird shit. And we're going to be like, yeah. I bet he's involved. And that's all we're going to get. We're going to get they're right. going to cut us right off at the heels. Because this is one of those shows where, like, there's so many shows happening. Right. And then to see this, it's just like, come on. <laughs> like, you really think this is going to, you really think this is going to be a thing? Here's the thing. Uh, by the way, Eddie Izzard is in this. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. As, like, a, a wise colleague, it seems. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's, these things are based off Indiana Jones, right? Uh, but it's less the B-serial aspect and more of the puzzles. Na- national treasure. Uh, and something that yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the this genre has been penned before with old dudes, old white dudes, Nicolas Cage and Tom Hanks, like yeah. And the love interest is always awkward. Yeah. When we look at yeah, this guy, they're always this like guy twenty fucks, years right? younger. This guy fucks straight up all oh, day. Oh, this guy fucks straight up. I mean, he yeah. looks like a slightly older, you know, like well, dude who could pass as like a frat dude, like a Stanford frat dude. It's funny how like yeah it. Like in, when Indiana Jones came out, the whole point was he was like he fucks. That was the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we knew. And then they they were like so like that, right? But with like an old guy but, who doesn't. And fuck. it's like that. So really they got Tom Hanks. Us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely gonna have a love interest in, in it, which is makes me excited because one of my favorite tropes of these types of genres are dude who can do puzzles so good that like women just want to fuck him. <laughs> Right. Like, fuck me, puzzle guy. Valerie Curry is in this, and I'm assuming she's the fuck me puzzle person, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, oh, that's what they... I didn't even read the thing. They said, it follows the early adventures of young Harvard symbologists. Yeah, it's young Indiana Jones. It's young Indiana Jones. That is even better. Everything's great. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait, Dave. We're going to have a date. We're going to watch <laughs> yeah. the first two episodes, for sure. <laughs> yep. And then it'll be canceled after and then the first be two canceled. episodes. <laughs> yeah. God, I love it. I've never loved a movie so much as uh, Angels and Demons that I've tried to watch three times. And every time <laughs> at like the 60 minute mark, I fall asleep. Same it's here. like clockwork. Same here. It's clockwork. And I or love Inferno. it. Or Inferno. I think it's either Angels and Demons or Inferno. I, for- or one I, that I cannot get through Inferno. that movie. Until yeah. you mentioned Inferno, that was out of my mind. Yeah. God. We should watch these movies on a Friday night. The lost symbol. Can't just white guy hype. Just white guy. White pod, guy hype. Classic white guy podcaster. Fin- finally, a white guy protagonist in a in a show. Fuck. And he's, thank God. Oh, and it's about Harvard and shit. Like yes. he's the best. Why? Because he's so smart. Of a broken system that's frankly outdated. <laughs> <laughs> Nerdy white guy to the uh, rescue. Fuck me oh. up. All right. <laughs> All right. One last trailer, folks. Mm-hmm. Not as hype as Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol, but I've heard a little buzz about this. Uh, the trailer for Dune. Yeah, it came out today. Yeah. 
Uh, Spice. Uh, have you stuff. read this book? No, never. But you have seen the Sting. Uh, yes. David Lynch version. Alan Smithy. I I apologize. Uh, and right. um, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Dune? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm excited for you know. I love this director. I like anything that's long, boring, and like epic, right. like this. So, I assume I'm gonna like this. Um, right. But I would not blame a single human being for a not liking it or b not even watching it. You know, mm-hmm. it's this is a big ask of right society. Uh, I'm happy movies like these are getting made. Like the new Blade yes. Runner didn't still- make any money, but the studio was God like, damn. "We love it." Yeah, like, and this is another one where they're like. Fuck you all. We're making it. It's like this director gets away with it. Yeah, he too. does. But he it's because he uh he sees films in a very unique way. I mm. really like this director cuz I think that he has something that a lot of Hollywood of this scope like these branded iconography, the Harry Potters and the whatnot like they just don't have he does he makes yeah. it film he brings it back to the scenes uh in a like i have a, i could talk about him forever but i'm not gonna right now i think um he he's gonna be one of the few directors that will be remembered from I, this era from this era i absolutely think so yeah yeah he's doing cleopatra next um my he's only criticism is crazy uh go back to making something like prisoners yes like make make something more yes. you um, he will. I know he will. He you you can you can give you can give uh, someone all the money, but you're not going to change their stripes, man. You can give a yeah. leopard all the money you want, but you can't change his spots, man. Uh, it's so I surprising no one. Just a huge Dune fan. First sci-fi book that I ever read that I absolutely fell in love with sci-fi. Like I was like, I need more of this immediately. Yeah. It was like the first one, and it's it's not the best one. It's just my first, so you know I'm gonna remember it. And uh, it's one of the what, what they talk about all the time, especially because David Lynch, one of the best directors of you know the modern age, um, he couldn't crack that chestnut. I don't think we're gonna see. We're going to I don't think the people who read the book, because it's a very good book, are going to even be happy with this. Uh, But it does look like it has all the greatest hits and it doesn't look like it's just a thing where it's running through the motions of doing like, okay, we got to have that. We got to have that. We got to have that. They do. You see in the uh, trailer, the connective tissue that makes a film not feel like, I don't know, Space Jam 2, you know, where it's just like and then it's then this happens and then this happens. You're like. Because the trailer pops back and it goes out of time, but it pops back and forth. And because I know the story, uh, they are proceeding chronologically, but they're also doing the flashbacks, which is crazy because that's the one thing that no one has really tried with Dune yet is that we have this, the Paul's dream state, but we also have the uh, the story is told in like chapter to chapter from the book completely out of sync uh, huh. until a certain point. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they're, they're probably, I don't think they're going to do a Jessica thing because that's nearly impossible. But so people who are fans of the book, I think no one's going to be happy, but I want, I think no one is, can't, it's not that doom can't be filmed. It's just that Dune's too big 
and it's it does so many things that are easier in the in the book format that films will just be able to nail 60% of dune i'm hoping that this is a good 60% is all i'm saying okay i guess my only thoughts on dune as a story is that the characters names are hilarious sure um they sound like a spoof sci-fi cuz there's like I'm looking at the names, and like Jason Momoa is named Duncan Idaho. Mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, Duncan Idaho. Gurney Halleck. Like they're like weird Star mm-hmm. Wars names. Mm-hmm. And then there's Paul. There's and Paul Atreides. Yeah, that delights me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was just Paul. Yeah, there, there's uh, there, yeah, it's so, so what this movie was or what this book was originally about was like 1960s what was going on in like northern africa and the middle east right and that's something that the casting of this film has taken a lot of heat of because there's very there's zero arab kind of uh you know like cast you know they yeah a lot of people are just pointing out that like oh zendaya's in it great love zendaya but also a lot uh, of honkies you know that she has nothing to do with the culture that this movie and it's the reason that it's not like just oh it's a big motion picture get more representation no 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 it like it's in the blood of the story all of there it's like actually it's like lord of the rings if like jerry token said publicly this is about this particular war or what was going on here and i'm going to name all of the cultures and use their art and use their you know like uh their philosophies and like this character's clearly this figure from history and seeing right. that shit that it's like you're you're taking from a culture not not like that frank herbert was like saying like i'm gonna take this in this mind now i mean he probably had some really racist views because let's you're a sci-fi writer in like the 50s 60s or, or 60s, yeah they're so. all they so were all monsters they're all monsters as we found yeah. out <laughs> uh over time that just seems to be an unwritten law now but yeah. uh yeah it's like clearly he was trying to embrace and say that like, this is a beautiful story i think or at least that's the product of it that's how i read it and they completely just like nah nah it's gonna right. be a bunch of honkies <laughs> bunch of honkies right. um yeah that kind of sucks that kind of sucks kind of really sucks um yeah for me it's it's one of those things where for me i'm just like oh dune the 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 movie with all the honkies in it oh and they're remaking it looks like they stayed true to the movie exactly like that's 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 that like i don't know any of the backgrounds so me a big mm-hmm. dummy i'm just like eh, this looks like fun there's a big worm i think one of the reasons and if i'm gonna get real with you for a second is the uh the problem is that this is a it thrives on star power look at the fucking cast the cast is incredible incredible one everybody of the greatest wants cast. to work with this guy yeah like that's the thing and like he can fucking after yeah. after that's the thing blade runner maybe didn't make a lot of money but boy, did that like send out a signal to a lot of other oh, talented yeah. people uh, who are like, I need to be in one of his films. Yeah, everyone talks about him as being like revolutionary, like or a visionary. Uh, That's the thing. Like you go back and look at someone like Kubrick, who like 2001 like was a bomb. Like it was a flop. Yeah, insane. And it's and it's yeah, but it it. it it isn't. It isn't because that's a movie that like film nerds look back on, like myself sure. and yeah, love. Yeah. But if you're like going out to a movie and you sit down and watch that, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this? The fuck is this? The yeah. fuck is this bullshit?" Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right about this. Yeah, uh, I just want. And so, oh, you keep going. 
oh, I just this this guy like it's the similar feeling where it's like these movies are for like film nerds. Um, except, well, not all of them. I would say Prisoners, um, Sicario. Like, there's a few, but then like Enemy. It's like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Like, I fucking love that who's movie. Gonna dude. S- I love Enemy, but like, I don't. I can't ask anybody to watch that. You know? No, not at all. I wouldn't sit with my parents and watch Enemy in the darkness because it's like the darkest thoughts. It's horrible. Yeah. It's the whole idea is horrible. That's why it's one of the, it's a great horror movie because it actually makes you terror about terrified about your own thoughts. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, it's a great film. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's more for like nerds yes. than like general yes. audiences. But I'm, I'm a fucking nerd and I'm not going to apologize for it. Look, neither am I. He, uh, <laughs> was that neither am I? Is that a question? Neither am I. Are, are you asking a question? Are you? No. You, yeah. Okay. Good. Cause you should. Neither am I. Should, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just weird line reading. That's all. I'm just acknowledging it. <laughs> uh, the, the last thing I wanted okay. to say is just that, uh, like the, the cast is incredible. And the reason it's incredible, they're all stars. They're all amazing. Zendaya, uh, Timothy, uh, shot, Charlemagne, what shark, shark man, shark man. Uh, you know, like they're all fucking great, right? And they're all good yeah. at. It. Here's the real problem, uh, with the representation thing. If they wanted to do that, right? Give me the Arab, Arabic of Arabic descent versions of all those people. You're not getting star power. That's the true problem. Is that the representation has been this way for, for so long? That's what that that's we what don't Ridley have Scott representation in terms of stars. Right. That's what Ridley Scott really clumsily was trying to say. I think about ex- Exodus. Mm-hmm. Um, but he used the term "I can't get Muhammad so and so." I think is what he said. Jesus, that's it's a like, bad way oh, of saying Jesus that. fucking but Christ. It's like, but he's like right it, fundamentally about just the concept yeah, there's there's ways to say it as a supporter sure, <laughs> where you're like you're right you guys but, are right the studios won't let me but they can't they're not allowed to like throw the no, studio under the bus but he's 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 ripping up he's he's peeling Absolutely off the, right, the wallpaper on something that it, we really need to hear i think um, well it's the it's the thing where literally everybody it's star power over anything else. Exactly. It's That's why just the, the Scarlett Johansson shit happened. Yeah. It's like when people criticize Great Wall and being like, oh, they got a white guy to do this. Right. It was a Chinese production company. And they were like, yeah, because he's Matt Damon. We wanted Matt you Damon in our movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's dumb. It's dumb. It's a dumb thing. It's because I, money I, ruins. I kind of hate it. Money yeah. ruins it. That's But like until we yeah. change that, which I am a big fan of. Um, but you know, obviously that's how our society is run is it's like, everything is about sure things for this industry. And it just, until we get to the point that we have enough movies where there are stars like that that, representing all types of people, then we'll be like, good to go. And it won't be a problem. That, that said, that said, I don't know how much pull he had, but someone like this or Ridley Scott could just cast a Middle Eastern actor and make them a star. That's exactly right. <laughs> they uh, have that. They could power. have taken that chance. So for them they to had pass like the buck to be chances. like, uh, right? For them, I don't. I I actually Denis Villeneuve. Like I don't know what he said about this. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, but I'd like, like to hear they have they they have the power to. They change can find things. new people. I know yeah. that there's something amazing about like. 
literally everybody is somebody you know yeah. all of the all of the speaking roles are like someone who's pretty incredible for at what yeah, they're doing. they don't have to use the same but 20 white people for every you movie don't need to do that like i understand it with the uh atreides family you know right the only person i would say don't recast for selfish reasons is dave batista because i want to give that He's guy every too. chance in, to do um in serious <laughs> acting well the weird, yeah. The weird thing with that is that uh, the uh, Barconans are white colonizers. The whole p- function of like his side is, is that, that they're Dave all a bunch of white. Yeah, he's the sting. Oh yeah, he's super white. Yeah, he's, they made him super duper white. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put him in a yeah. white face. It's pretty incredible. Uh, put him in, yeah. Uh, and but it's all the Freemen. It's all the people who actually live in Arrakis. Uh, the dune, the dune planet, the the worm planet, the the spice planet. That needs to have that they could have solved that representation there yeah and then you Without still have that. dave batista is what i'm hearing you can still have dave, dave batista yeah there's okay. nothing wrong with that yeah yeah i just want yeah i just want him to have every chance i love <laughs> that this director has looked at dave batista and been like i need to put him in everything right uh, that's true yeah oh uh, yeah and that makes Blade me so happy fuck, why not it makes me so happy that dave batista basically loves dumb action movies yeah. and and then a genre of like classic sci-fi he seems to be choosing sci-fi them a epics. lot even though they're both in this movie he seems to be choosing movies a lot better than with the exception of like maybe i don't know like stuber uh way oh, better then, than um, jason Momoa. Momoa. yeah yeah well, Dave Bautista also has come out and said, like, I want to be a serious actor, right. but I would get typecast because look at me. Yeah. And he knows, he understands that. He's like, okay, well, I'll be in your stupid Army of the Dead or your Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's killing it in those, too. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm really happy that this director is like, I see you, Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. and I will put you in my movies as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and that he got to have a, a touching scene in Blade Runner, like that was great. That was a good scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, we're uh, in good hands with this director. It's a hard movie to do. Uh, it's I hope it's confusing for some people. It's going. It's not going to do well. That's my prediction. I don't and it's going to be if great. It'll do well. Yeah, it'll be great, and I, it won't do very well. I think that that uh, that's as much hype as we can fill it with yeah it looks amazing yeah yeah um get, get on to the news stories right news uh, stories. first we gotta name we, some more don't patrons. We have some people to name we do um hey big thank you to the kool-aid man or sorry i fucked it up the kool-aid molotov says fill me with the blood of your billionaires and drink deep my brothers yeah. i'll see you on the front lines uh, big thanks to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Mm. Thank you to Cody Johnston's time machine noise, of course. Uh, thank you to uh, Pete Vorpagel. Thank you. Mm. Um, thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Love that. Not sure what that's about. Love it. Sure. Uh, thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Hey. Uh, it's not Jason Pargin behind that name. Uh uh, thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you very much. Hey, uh, let me cut in here and say thank you, Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew, how? How? Thank you. Hey, Vincent. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Reverend MD or thank Rev you, MD. Thank you. Uh, Dr. DNA. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Bootler Bootleson. Thank you, Bootler. You guys make it happen. A lot of people are like plugging things in their shout outs. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Hey, it's, um, your culture is forming around your call outs. I don't know. It's fucked up. You embrace uh, it. Speaking of swole guys, yeah. The Rock says he's not going to do another Fast and Furious. You know, The Rock is actually um, reached. Like, we're, let's keep seeing where this goes. But like, he's reaching in my in my view, uh, maximum velocity. Like he's going to move faster than the universe at a certain yeah. point. He's getting too big to fail like a giant rock. I think he's always going to be like a Tom Cruise type in terms of his celebrity where he's a real team player. Like you ever see like, that like he'll do, he'll he... do all the interviews. He'll do all the press junkets. He'll do it all with a smile. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he gives it his all. He has all the energy. He's a corporate team player he's so corporate he's, he's a producer and i'm not saying like i do love the rock i do love him uh yeah. he's so charismatic and i love his story and i think he's a genuine human being the stories that i've heard that are That's like publicized like just some like our friend nick mundy you know from teen tire awesome he officiated his wedding why yeah why because he f- because dwayne johnson was just had enough interviews with him because Nick Mundy was an interviewer at like comic cons and stuff. And he had done it like enough times, like three or four times apparently is enough that, uh, uh, Nick's wife, Delara basically came to him, uh, the rock and said, do you want to like get involved in the wedding? He says, I'll do you better. I'll get like, I'll get official. I'll take a test yep. online and I will officiate your wedding. And they surprised him with it. That sounds like something. And it there wasn't a it's camera. A fantastic crew video, right? There was a video, but it's not like it made like the cycle of like right, right, right. It's right. hidden. That tells me something about the guy. But something inside me will always distrust this. Like he is the most popular, most paid actor in the world, and has been for n- several years. The kind of thinking that that must occupy. Right, Where you just say no thing. to Fast and Furious. The biggest franchise on the planet, perhaps. Well, I, I actually, I'll get into it, but I get what he's, what, I, I assume I know why he doesn't want to do Fast and Furious, but it what worries me is like that hope of like, I hope he isn't getting, like Tom Cruise joined a cult, you know? Uh, when yeah. you're like the biggest fucking thing in the world, um, it, you know, like Michael Jackson, like shit goes Something can go really can, wrong it's just easy you're so separated that you start um, believing it i don't know if so he's gonna, I, hope I hope because he seems like such a team player he does all the junk he seems to genuinely enjoy doing that stuff he seems like he enjoys what, what he does um he might just be a really good actor and really good at playing right. that part of himself i just hope somewhere he's happy uh, and doing in like you know yeah, for sure uh, like for sure. grounded in some way but yeah it's, I think you need to be happy in like, other in order to want people to be happy and like not do he's horrible living things. an impossible life yeah he, it's uh, impossible who could imagine the success on that level but the Fast and the Furious I get because Vin Diesel is such a fucker well it's, and apparently mm, has yeah, had a maybe. lot of they've had a lot of issues maybe it's and that. I think The Rock is just like I don't need this. Maybe it's that. Because here's the thing: this news is coming out specifically during Jungle Cruise is revving up their PR. That is weird to me. If it was in between movies, 
that says one thing. But it's that it's specifically now. It's not like he's saying yes or no to a Fast and Furious franchise right now. You know, like, um, so it's a little weird to me just because like, you're probably right. I may be thinking too darkly about this. It may just be, you know, like I've done enough of that and it's time to move on. But a part of me always thinks like when you get to that level and the rock over the time that the Fast and Furious franchise has been here, it's enough to me that like he would probably, he could perhaps say to this, I'm not the star. So why should I do it? Oh, and that yeah. just really feels like that really feels true to me just based off the movies that he's been choosing. And like he's surround. it's like the movies surround him now. Not that they didn't ever, you know, like oh, at a certain point. Absolutely. It's one Even of those rundown, things is like, you know, this is like Will Smith or Tom Cruise as a writer. Um, oddly enough, one of the, the, the biggest headaches that I can imagine is someone saying your script. It's now starring the rock. Because yeah, that means, oh, like, oh, it's oh, not going to be anything then. like my script. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gone. I'm now a scribe. I have the role yeah. of a scribe. Exactly. Um, and so, yes, these are people who are bigger than their films. Certain ones, like Tom Cruise, I'd say, is a good producer. Um, but like Tom Cruise, like, yeah, all he does is Mission Impossibles and actions. Mm-hmm. He used to do real movies. The Rock, I think, never quite did that. Um, yeah. He he was always doing these larger than life roles. Like what is a movie he's been in where it's like, yeah, he's like where he's actually acting. Uh, mm, that's tough. There's a role that comes to my mind that he has a cameo in fighting with my family, but he's just playing himself. Oh, but he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just playing a real, like, no, can I be real for you for a second? Like, uh, this, you, the way you're acting is creeping me out. Like he's this like, is, has uh, a genuine, it's not like Jumanji or something. Right. This is why I love the movie Southland Tales. Right. Because right. we're never going to see The Rock in a movie like never. that ever again. Never again. Uh, Doom, um, Be Cool, that era, that was when he was actually like seeing what he could do, you know? Right. And now it seems like, I don't think, I think he just likes, again, it's the fact that he also likes the junkets. Um, it feels like he just, he likes he's, the life. He, he likes the industry. I think he understands coming from pro wrestling and just that lifestyle of like making your mark by in like being there, just being there. I think he's had right. a lot of, uh, like if you follow him on social media and stuff like that, he's a big, he's big into that. He's just like, I wake up every morning at three thirty AM and I eat yep. uh, 18 tons of fish and then I go and, and I work out. And that's what I have to do in order to keep this whole body going. But then after that, all of my time is spent networking with people, talking to people, yeah. like get, getting boots on the ground with whatever movie I'm doing. He's just like, there's no me is similar. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think Schwarzenegger is similar. They're workaholics who don't like I don't think he cares about the art side. He just likes being a star and doing and like doing fun shit. Yeah. Like that is centered around him. That's why the movies I'm most curious about that he's going to be in is Black Adam, which mm-hmm. is a DC film. I suspect that'll just be The Rock. Um, the Rock's thing, because DC doesn't, you know, they're just desperate. Mm-hmm. The one that really worries me is he's still connected to Big Trouble in Little China, the remake. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> why, why are you Why there? would you do that? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, he just seems so endearing. And maybe the spell, maybe it's a spell. Maybe it's not a spell. I can't say everyone make up their own decision. Obviously we're talking about it, which is a whole other thing because why do we care? But 
Yeah. When it comes down to it, because he's so ubiquitous and just everywhere and he's with us and we all kind of like him, uh, I always have that fear. There's always something in the back of my brain that goes like, he's the tip of the spear of a thing that is actually (laughs) detestable, which is the Hollywood propagandist machine. And I know I sound like a crazy person, but, you know, he's got a lot of power, man. He can do what he He wants. And with that power, you know, comes great responsibility, I think. Yep. It would it would be fun to see him do something that's more like uh, 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 this is why I really enjoy the movie Eyes Wide Shut because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise was on top of the world. He's a superstar. And it's like, who could who could fucking rein him in? Kubrick. Kubrick. That's another him. maniac. Yeah. Another maniac who's bigger than him. Who'd be like, yeah, you're going to do what I say. Yeah. So like I want The Rock to be humbled in some way. Mm-hmm. He's doing a Shane Black movie. That sounds like it might be a, a fucking amazing. That's going to be amazing. Um, because Shane Black's the kind of guy he I takes feel like. He takes the out of everyone's sales, even as Exactly. Own. And, that's, and, yeah. and like, I think The Rock has that sense of humor. He has a sense of humor about himself. Oh, yeah. He'll probably have a lot of fun Pain with and that. gain so, like, other guys. Like, he's, ar- yeah. he's well-trodden in that. Like, Hobson Shaw. He's doing Hobson a good Shaw. job. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's the thing about The Rock is it's almost like he's too perfect where it's like he's a superstar, yep. but he also seems to have a sense of humor and he'll choose it's things too, that are a little ambitious. more in the category of perfect and that scares me. Yep. The Rock scares me because he's too perfect. The Rock perfect. scares us all. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the fact that there's going to be a sequel to The Tomorrow War. Woo! Abe, did you see The Tomorrow War? I did. What'd you think? A uh, movie. Three stars, four stars, five stars. Uh, out of how many stars? Out of five stars. Out of five like four stars. Four stars, four or five. Two and a half. Yep, that checks out. Yeah, the Tomorrow War me was like depressed me because of how mediocre it was. Yeah, and that's and just it de- yeah. The filmmaking it, was fine. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. That's um, that's most of the two and a half stars. It, uh, the writing really mediocre and like felt I mean I know it's hard to make a movie during quarantine, especially a movie like this. Um there's you just see it. You just see it. I'm yeah. sorry. You just you can tell this, that no one really was interacting uh a lot no, of they, the time. There's gigantic plot holes not much character development um really like really phoning it in bullshit yeah it just like when i reviewed it with tom he was trying to reassure me like oh they won't make another and then this news and it's like fuck so it actually also did really well it did really and that's well the part that's such a bummer the high concept still works it will never not yeah. work i don't i until we have like a <laughs> revolution where it's like a movie comes out that like really puts that to task and says like the opinion that everyone should have is that we should stop having these high concept like fantasies and sci-fis and like the entire populace starts to be turned by that like that happens sometimes you get something like Shaun of the dead and 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 people go yeah yeah why why do all zombie movies look the same i like zombie movies that aren't the same and then all of a sudden you have 10 years of zombie movies not looking the same why because a seminal film will like ignite an idea in people's head until we have that tomorrow tomorrow war will always do well yeah, blockbuster sci-fi. It's just let's make the aliens like beasts, uh, and yeah. add time travel. Like we literally have made this movie before. We just uh, have to make it look like it looks. 
yeah. like the thing you saw. It's it can't such a be bummer. like what are those other ones? Like it can't be like Battlefield Los Angeles or whatever that's called. Um, right. It can't be like Star St- Skyline. Those feel too low budget for us to go like. Well, yeah, they, I mean it's it looks good. It has all like you know like the alien stuff. It looks like it probably is good, but but like right. there isn't like a Harrison Ford types. There isn't like the Rock isn't in it. There's no Chris Pratt and. So that's one thing. The camera and the CG doesn't look as refined as like, I don't know, Rampage or whatever is the the pinnacle of the year's previous um, CG. If it doesn't look like that, it's not people put it in their mind as like something else. But Tomorrow War did look like the new installment of the best CG. It had the right. top stars, you know? Yeah. I don't think it did, though. I think Chris Pratt is one of those people... Ah, maybe I guess I guess he is because it worked really well. He's just such a. It's so mediocre. It's so mediocre. It's just, but he's it's huge. So he's a list. What are you talking about? Incredibly mediocre. He's one of the biggest he's, stars he's on the planet. A list, but he's going to be one of those stars that, like, as far as I can tell, is not going to be remembered. Like he's he occupies that space of movies that make a lot of money in the moment and are not going to be remembered. Name someone. Um, he's, oh, okay. he's just, he's uh, just, I maybe except for Guardians of the Galaxy, but like he's, <clears throat> he's the ultimate like generic white guy. Yeah. Funny, but not too edgy. That's in his movies that You're saying are, it seems yeah. like it's a negative thing. That is his superpower in Hollywood. That is I know. I know. It's a plus for him. It's, it's, yeah. it's more for me of like, like I know why they do this because of money. They will, they like money and they're getting their money. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's I not see a what mystery. you're saying. It's just I depressing. see what you're saying. The logic is very sound. For, like you, you picked it apart very nicely, and I think you're right about some crucial things. I just think that the scale is what kills your argument. He will be remembered because he is remembered. He is a phase. Yes, we forget phases, and yeah, he will then become like the. No one's talking about Humphrey Bogart, you know. Like no one's talking. But we have never seen anything like this last ten years. Every ten years is new, and he's a part of this ten years, and he's huge yeah. in it. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll definitely study like the next story that we're about to talk about, like Jordan Peele, for example. We're gonna remember Jordan Peele because he artistically changed things and yeah chris pratt didn't artistically change things with his performances he was indicative of his time we'll probably remember him for like parks and rec and stuff but yeah i don't even know i think he's gonna be like um uh i'm trying to think of a good comparison like a ted danson although that feels insulting to ted danson i just i look at chris pratt's filmography and there's maybe like two movies that'll last you know, like 60 years worth of memories, a generation worth of memories. And then it's just going to sort of vanish. And like, that's not necessarily like, like that's that metric is flawed because I'm judging things by a very weird, like how, you know, because what matters is right now. Right. Right. Um, And right now he's in all the hits and it's nothing against him. It's just that it's more comes down to the fact that when he's in a movie, if it's not a Marvel movie, that's a great indicator for me that the movie's going to be probably mediocre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Not always. Uh, Onward was good, you know? Um, but for the most part, it's just these types of movies are exhausting to me because they, they're so mediocre. 
they and they really they are. just eke by, and it's it's depressing, and they're they're so transparent. And the whole time war thing. What's crazy about it is that I actually really liked uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Live die repeat. Yeah, that's a good movie. That. That's because a, I, it's Groundhog yeah. Day and all that. Uh, they did not use the time. Like I know this isn't. We're not supposed to talk about Tomorrow War just as a podcast right now. But by yeah. not using the time aspect, but we're using it in one instance, just with like your the fact that it's his daughter. Like there's no repeatability in this. Like we're gonna get two completely new like. Yes. What's what the war? hell is the sequel going to be? What is Tomorrow War Two? Has think about that. If you've seen the movie, think about it for a second. It's going to be oh, the aliens are back. That's it. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's equally as which is hilarious because spoilers for Tomorrow Tomorrow War. I don't think you'd care even if you haven't seen it and you're planning on seeing it. You won't care, I don't think. But spoilers. Uh, they landed on the planet a long time ago and we kill them in the course of the movie. It's over. We wrapped it up. The whole point is yeah. not one can get out and we do that. So the only idea that they can do is more of the same. We're like, ah, oh, there was an egg or something, which I guess it's, it's just so it's going to be the most lazy excuse for a sequel. And that's exactly what you would expect out of a sequel of tomorrow war. Yeah. Story-wise, I'm not saying yeah. that craftsmanship, acting, there's a lot of good work being done in those movies. Yes, but as a script, it's lazy as shit. I mean, so. J.K. Rowling in the last five minutes, Rowling, <laughs> J.K. Simmons in the last five minutes yeah. of that movie, fucking almost worth the price of admission. <laughs> it's oh, fucking yeah. great. He's, he's always good. Uh, but, you know, it's not. Swolkin, J.K. Simmons. Um, all right, our last story, and this is actually some like a high note for me. Yes. They've released the poster of Jordan Peele's new film. It's called Nope. The poster is fucking what looks to be an evil cloud over a... Uh, with some, Yeah, it seems like it's... With a streamer in it over a I city. I think it's like eating a part of the thing below it, which looks like a circus or some kind. Like It seems yeah. like there might be banner, like the, the, the bunting... It's got a little th- streamer of bunt, like a bunting thing. You hang on like a party or something like that. Multicolored little flags. Right. I think it's a it's a dark cloud that's eating stuff or something from the below part, like the city or whatever that is, has been like is hiding in a cloud. Right. But it definitely I, um, is ominous and implying that there's something huge in because the cloud's pretty big. Yeah, everything uh, we were saying about horror, this is why I love Jordan Peele because he actually does go like the poster on this says a new terror from the mind of Jordan Peele. Yes, I agree because he tends to actually say what's a horror villain we haven't seen before, doppelgangers, and it's like holy shit, what a good idea. Mm-hmm. What a terrifying idea. Or, yeah, it's, it's just a it's new just... terror. It's not a scare. It's a terror. Yeah. I and, love that. and so I, I love whatever this is, whatever he came up with of the new. Because I, I think Stephen King is good at this too. I think horror, I, I think horror is sometimes at its best or at its wildest when it starts from the idea of like, I'm going to think, I don't know, what if it's a car? So, and then you work from there. Here's the thing. Um, I re- okay, keep going. 
No, that's it. I just, I love horror like this. I love they... horror like this. And the thing yeah. that I'm most excited about now, the, like, because there's so many few details, though, and I'm glad you brought up the poster, but the most important thing to me is uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele's fascination and absolute knocking it out of the park with names of his movies so far, because he never is not intentional. And that's what makes him a very strong artist. He knows that Nope, as on its own is mimetic and it's it's like a there's a mimetic engine that runs like language and culture right and he's right. taking advantage of and acknowledging that that is there he's um you know we have these memes of language all the time in comedy like the one that we always talked about like 10 years ago was something like that's not a thing or something like that until a bunch of like other um other properties took that's not a thing that's not a thing and now it's literally a thing that people in comedies will say that line nope and internet culture have this convention that's ascribed to them you nope right. the fuck out of s something you say nope and you back away you see you can see the endless stream of gifts and all the things in the conventions that we say nope it's like calling a movie like this in the same right. if it was like if it's contextually and constructed in a way to be like, identify like there's an internet component to it. If I just said this, you already know what the type of post that would be or something like that. It's because yeah. of the mimetic quality of language. Now, nope and choosing nope, just like this is us or sorry, us and uh, get out. Like get he's, out. he's clearly doing like this short Kurt thing that is anthemic to his thesis, his functionally his main dramatic argument of the movie you know that nope is going to be the reaction someone has or like or as a group collectively the actors and characters in this movie are going to have that response to something so he has just given us a promise he's promised that you're going to want to nope the fuck out of this movie well but also That's that fantastic. it might yeah but what will it mean like us was very similar because when you watch us you're like it kind of ends and you're like oh us <laughs> because it, it, it usually has different layers it has us layers men oh it's yes. us our doppelgangers Fantastic. and then when you realize when us is about um i think specifically about homelessness mm -hmm. um but also just people who are disenfranchised that we ignore mm -hmm. it's the new level of like right they're us right exactly <laughs> like they're, they're us. human There's, beings it's, too is it's, it's multifunctional us. and faceted uh in yeah. the same way i bet at one point if it's not beating us over the head in the film like however the the style and the tone of the film is if it's not uh, abrasive to do there'll be something like the following two things at some point someone's going to see something that is probably the monster and going to go nope uh, just because that's yeah. a comedic moment. Also, I bet at the Act Three break or somewhere around that, someone, some character, is going to have a choice where they can decide to keep the th keep doing the thing that will probably, you know, just like cause the s systemic problem to keep terrorizing us, or they're going to have just the simple choice of going, no, I'm nope, no, I'm not going to do that, and that's probably right. going to solve the movie and give us hope. It's great. Like, I, I'm not saying these things are going to happen. They probably won't. And I'm just off base and I'm just spinning my wheels here. But like, the idea is that he knows how to push this. He's given it to us just in the title. There's a lot to think about here. And he's also yeah. given us an image where we're like, this is a mystery. 
God damn, I love that so much more than the way which we market literally any other movie. The guy knows what yes. he's doing. He's so good. He's really good. Um, he's like the anti-Shyamalan. Yes. Where Shyamalan is like old and everybody's like, oh, fucking oh, Christ. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus, but man. It's the same, it's the same function. It makes me wonder if Jordan Peele in 10 <laughs> years from now is going to be irritating us all. Yeah. I mean, it is but so far I so mean, good. Yeah, like I hope that for him, because that means he will be so pervasive in our cultural consciousness that he will be like in our DNA in society. Yeah, that would imagine be great. being that type of person. You were legendary. Yeah. I hope. For and him imagine that would status. be elevating. That would be elevating art, because yes. if in the ten years from now people are like, I'm going to do something Jordan, like Jordan Peele. But now I'm going to subvert it or elevate it. It's like, that's amazing. That's uh, fuck yeah. because right now what he's doing feels extremely fresh. So, yeah, I say yes. Fuck yeah. To nope. All right. This is bad. Uh, All right. All right. We got <laughs> some hyped. more people. I'm to hyped, think. I'm we got it. We got it. We got to wrap this Let's up. Let's go. Uh, big thanks to Tux. Thank you, Tux. Woo. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Always a pleasure. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to Space McNulty. Woo. Thank you to Oh Great, It's That Guy. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to Vaccinated Man, Andrew McGuire. Thank you to AJ. Mm. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Woo. Burrio Mouth. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. Miss Mrs. Voidus. Thank, Thank you. you. The ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, Thank you. you. Aaron Burser. Thank you. David Knifeboot. Hinson. Knife MBA. CPA. Thank you. Hey, Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you. And also, let's not forget Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly, confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. Thank you. Vaccinated Jay. Hell Thank yeah. Thank you. Pie guy. Thank you. Oh, Abe. Yes. Abe. Yeah? Cut the shit. What? Uh, and let me tell you about a movie that deserves more hype. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that, that was fine. Um, <laughs> I, this is... I, I'm, I'm actually on the fence about this movie, but um, mm -hmm. this is called John in the Hole. Of course. Bad title. Uh, I thought you were all about this title, but I, yes, it's funny. bad title. It's a funny Very title. <laughs> strange for what, if you watch the movie and you realize, oh, this is what this is about. And then you it think about the like movie. It sounds like a James and the Giant Peach yeah, type title. Yeah, it's like, it uh, seems more serious out, than the title. Yes. This is coming out August 6th uh, on streaming, I think in theaters. Uh, it's about a 13-year-old kid who finds an old bunker in his backyard, mm. and for no reason that the movie at least explains, um, or the reviews seem to say, he drugs his family and puts them in the hole, yep. and starts like living like a home alone life, where he's like, uh, you know, like trying to exist on his own. And there's a shot in the trailer that looks like he has killed an, a fellow boy. Uh, in a pool at one point and he's moving yeah. the body so it's pretty clearly he's a psychopath no one knows right. about it so we got to talk about kevin a little bit uh right. and also he's doing horrifying things and i feel like most of the movie is going to be them in the hole and he's going to be like 
uh, puts lotion on the skin or whatever because he's going to be weirder than the trailer allows. And they're right. going to just try to be like, why, though? Why are you doing this? And then we're probably going to reveal that he had some tr- very traumatic like history. Yeah, I could see that. I'm, I'm very curious about this because the reviews are very mixed. Mm-hmm. Also, Michael C. Hall's in it. He's yes. the dad who gets in the hole. Which is the reviews are very mixed, perfect. and I've seen some people saying like, "It's just it's it's going to be like a very divisive. You're either going to really like it, or you're going to like it. really hit it. Yeah, that it sounds like that. More and more things are going down that line. <laughs> the casting of Michael C. Hall is so smart. I fucking love it. Yeah, because he's he's uh, he's the Dexter. He's the fucking Dexter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's also six feet under. I think this does need more hype. Uh, strange name aside and yeah. marketing aside that usually doesn't deter me from just looking at a series of images in a in a two right. minute I format and going like that I looks like I'll watch this. Um, yeah. yeah I think I will watch this and I think I didn't know about this so you are showing it to me yeah. uh, and so, thank you yeah people take out the trailer google John in the hole or John's hole whatever you <laughs> know it probably doesn't John's matter hole. yeah um, <laughs> but yeah I it, yeah this is it's just weird that this is coming out soon and I, it's not even a, like a low it's IFC film. So it's not like a, early, a small early movie August, or anything. Early August yeah. is when it comes out. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I uh, love your summary of, cause you actually gave us a log line uh, in our little doc we have here. And you wrote, this is not the official log line. This is the day of log line. Kid has hole. Kid puts family in hole. It's just, yeah. It reads as more instructions, Dave, than, <laughs> than than anything else, or like a recipe. I don't know. I worry about you, Dave. Yeah. Oh. Don't worry about me, too. It's fine. Hey, that's actually moderately healthy. We should worry yeah. about ourselves. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Worry about yourself. Um, better yourself. Get hype about yourself. You know what I get mean? Get hype about yourself. Abe, thank you so much for doing this Dude, with me. I just hope I, I'm real. I'm still nervous. I'm like shaking over here. I just hope I didn't fuck it up. No, you did great. Without Tom, though, every podcast I've been doing has is, been a roughly two hours. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I could have been a better. It's almost. I could have been a better co-host. Serves that use. I could. No, it's okay. I'm this just excited fun. because here I'm. I, I won't take too much time with it. But as an aside. All of our friends have podcasts. We don't have a podcast, but I always never ask you to You're do right. a podcast. We don't have a podcast. And we're together. like really good buddies, man. Like, especially yeah. during quarantine, we really came into our own. We made a video game together. What a great yeah, time. We'll, we'll make, we'll do a podcast. But I always don't, I always stop myself anytime I have an idea because I'm like, like that guy needs to need more work. He should be spending time with Hana. You know, like he, the, the, yeah. there should be like, you should have your own life. You shouldn't have to be like, oh, another podcast to hang out. But I want an excuse to hang out with you, my man. Uh, I think at one point we'll make a podcast for sure. Yeah, we'll um, find a reason. Or we'll just fucking, yeah, we'll just hang out. Mm-hmm. Let's go see old this weekend. So we're going we're to see old. Fucking old, baby. I'm so excited. Old. 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 Oh, hey, first, um, you need to plug some stuff before we leave. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I want to plug a show that you do. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but like it's one of our biggest shows for both of us and it's doing well. So hopefully if you haven't checked out, you already uh, you will based off this suggestion. It's called Star Trek The Next Futurama. 
Uh, and it's a collaboration from the, I don't know, collaboration that gives you this podcast you're listening to right now, just on this episode, which is Small Beans, where I come from, and Gameplay Employed, which you know. Uh, you can go to our Patreons and get half of the series, depending on who you patronize. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can, like, if you, pay, if you are patrons to both, you get the full series. And it's where you and my fellow cohort, uh, my Michael Swaim, uh, dissect Futurama and Star Trek per episode. I'll give you that. I won't go into like more, but that sure. I'm really excited. It's one of my favorite podcasts uh, to date, um, and it's coming. There's an episode out today. There's an episode oh. out today, Friday today. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's so on, check it out the... after you check this out. Go check yeah. that out. Or check that out first. Yeah, and visit Small Beans. That's where I'm from. I'm Abe Epperson. Hey. 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 You did good. Thanks. You did great. Yeah, I feel like I don't even have to plug um, Gamefully Unemployed. Right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Also, a weird thing. If you just go to www.gamefullyunemployed, huh? uh, it'll, it'll redirect you to our store. You did the DNS thing? I guess. Um, Wait, how... It, <laughs> Oh, okay. It was just, you don't, it you don't know redirect. why it happened? You, you literally just, no, it sends you to a shitty GoDaddy website oh, great. that I made in five seconds that has a link Fuck. to the store. I'm going to Because it. I couldn't figure out how to redirect it. I'm going actually. to it right after this. Um, our store is gamefully uh, sla- or dash unemployed.creator-spring.com, which is why I made the handy www.gamefullyunemployed. We just moved it. We just moved it from Public. Mm, get that merch. Teespring, uh, if you want any of that merch. There's nothing new there. There is a um, a sale going on 20% off, I believe, yeah. with the offer code SHEEVE uh, yeah. until the end of July. I might so use this. Out. You got some, some sick-ass drip, dude. Jeez, Thank got you. some good drip. Good drip. We're drippy. You drippy all up in we're this. We're drippy. Couple of, we're drippy boys. What a hype. What a hype cast, you know? What a hype cast. Um, it was long, and, but I was hyped the whole way. Yeah, and Tom, we miss Tom. I miss you, um, Tom. Can't wait for Tom to be back. And so this is where Tom would say, uh, say goodbye, everyone. And then I would say goodbye. And then and then he'd probably say something like, that's a sode. Yeah, he'd say, that's a sode. Uh, and then you have to say goodbye. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.